Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Fred. I have a question. Shh, be respectful the, uh, of me. You can act like a man. He's colossal. That's stupendous. One might even go so far as to say he's mediocre. I guess I should salute you with a worthy adversary and all that, but the truth is, I really did hate your guts. It's the Single Storm Podcast. Last week, I played a soundbite from four representatives in the Texas State House, and I think it was Brian Harrison, Representative Brian Harrison, 10th District here in Texas, who brought up the fact that there have been a record number of sessions in a calendar year this year, five total, four of them special sessions and then one regular session, and that we're on pace to set a record if the Texas State House doesn't comport with the will of the majority of Texans. We're on pace to have a fifth special session, a total of six sessions in one calendar year. If if Governor Greg Abbott says, okay, you know, when the current special session runs out on December 6th, if he says, yep, go right back to it, going to call another special session. So aside from the, the, the legislation that these special sessions have been designed to force the Texas House, and it's it's just the Texas House. The Texas House is the only entity in our government that is stubbornly saying, screw the will of our voters, uh, we're going to deliver for Democrats, and screw the majority. They're the only ones doing that. So, Because the Senate goes to work, the governor's office goes right to work, the lieutenant governor's office goes right to work, the attorney general goes right to work for the people, the majority of the people of Texas. It's only the Texas House that has to be convinced, that has to be forced, that has to be told, no, you're going to go back and you're going to do the will of your voters, whether you want to or not. So when you ask yourself, why are we having to do this? Why is it so hard for a so-called Republican majority to behave at, like Republicans and pass Republican priorities? There's a dirty little secret, folks. For those of you who don't know, Texas underwent a change in the 1990s. I am reaching way back. I think it was 1994 when the governor's mansion changed over to Republicans and then hasn't gone back to the Democrats since, which has been uh, good 
for the most part, I'd say great. Since then, the, the, the people of Texas have enjoyed a renaissance. We've become an economic powerhouse. And, and the state of Texas, by and large, despite some significant rebellions, which frankly, in retrospect now, turned out to be laying the foundation for the destruction of the state of Texas, the destruction of the Texas miracle that Republicans had been on board with and facilitating. Let me tell you where I think the inflection point is and was. Let me take you back to September 9th, 2013. This is an article in the Texas Tribune that wasn't quite as left-wing extremist as it is now. It was still left-wing, but not as extremist as it is today. And in this article, they detailed the Gang of Eleven. Who were the Gang of Eleven? Well, these were 11 so-called Republicans who rebelled against their sitting speaker, who was a traditional Republican. Craddock was his name, his last name. And then five years after their coup, after their betrayal, uh, only five of the originals were left. And I think Charlie Guerin of North Texas is the only original Gang of Eleven member who is still serving in the, in the Texas House. But the damage is done because as the original gang went away, they found recruits and they were able to keep just enough backstabbing Republicans in the orbit to make this gambit that Charlie Guerin laid down work. And here's, here's how it works. And I'm picking on Charlie Guerin because he's the only one that's left and he deserves it. He so richly deserves it because he's really a leftist and <laughs> not really a Republican, not really a conservative. But this was all hatched by the guy who would end up replacing Tom Craddock, a guy by the name of Joe Strauss. And this gang of 11 all met, as it was told in this, uh, in, in an Austin residence, as it was told in the account in the Texas Tribune. And they decided, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, uh, we, we 11, Joe Strauss and the other 10, we're all going to rebel and, and no longer vote for Speaker Tom Craddock. We're going to go over to the Democrats. And we're going to tell them, hey, who could you, I need you, we need you to support Joe Strauss, to support me. And I'm going to make sure that you guys have a representation that you didn't earn at the ballot box. The Democrats are like, cool, here's our laundry list, Speaker Strauss. You fulfill this laundry list and you'll have our support. So the 11 team teamed up with the Democrats to say, we need a new speaker. And here's how Strauss and Charlie Guerin broke it to the rest of the caucus. They said, look, we've gone to the Democrats and we've already secured their votes for for Mr. Strauss here. And we've already got 10 other Republicans aside from Strauss that uh, are going to vote with the Democrats, giving him the necessary majority to become the speaker. So if you want any of your bills to ever be considered, if you don't want to be boxed out by the majority of Democrats and a handful of traitorous Republicans, then you're going to give the illusion to the people of Texas that, the, that everything is fine, that Republicans still run the state house according to the majority of voters, and you're going to vote along with the speaker or else you're not getting anything. And it worked. 
the, the since since Strauss, they've all fallen in line because they want to be able to produce for their constituents. They want to be able to have their bills passed. Now, what happened this last legislative session with Speaker Dade Phelan was something that was, well, a miscalculation on his part. He hired an Obama parliamentarian. He hired a whole bunch of left wingers to advise him on how to basically kill almost all conservative priorities in the regular session. And they did it. So all of these cats who they've been blackmailing all these years since Strauss took over, all these Republicans who have been kept in line by the promise of, hey, getting some of their bills done, they got none of their bills done. And they, so they voted for this Democrat chosen shrub and they, and they still got nothing for it. They got boxed out. Let me give you the current numbers. Right now, there are 86 air quotes Republicans and 64 Democrats in the Texas State House for this last legislative session. So all Dade Phelan needed to do was to say to all Democrats, support me, and then peel off what? 12. 12 weak-kneed Republicans. And usually that's done through campaign donations and, and promises that you're going to be made some head of some committee. And uh, you're going to have power and you're going to have influence. Everybody's going to think you're really, really cool. The only problem is, is that the Texas House set itself on an agenda to torpedo and kill every Republican slash conservative priority in the state of Texas in in service to Democrats. So basically, these 12 Republicans, including Speaker Dade Phelan, turned themselves into servants of the Democrat Party just to keep power. So this is this whole scheme is now starting to fall apart on on the likes of Dade Phelan, the Speaker Strauss is the the Dennis Bonins, the Charlie Garen Gambit is is a, is being exposed. And I'll tell you, folks, what what happens behind the scenes, how they've kept up the the intimidation and the coercion for so long is new members that get they get brought in, they get sat down by leadership and they get told, hey, you didn't join a legislature. I want you to forget all about the promises you made to your constituents don't worry, we'll take care of you. You just do what you're told and don't don't go against the Democrats. You can't jump on Chris Salcedo's show and you can't go on the Salcedo Storm podcast. You can't go on Newsmax. You can't trash Democrats because uh, we're all part of the same fraternity inside the Texas House. So, now, by the way, the Democrats can trash you all they want. They can call you Nazis. They can call you scumbags. They can call you trash of the earth. Your job is to sit there and take it because you're in the majority. And that's how, and that's how they threaten, intimidate, and coerce these new members into selling out their own voters. And they've been very successful for over a decade at doing it. And now it's collapsing because they overplayed, as Democrats and socialists often do, they overplayed their hand. And now Texans are waking up in the era of Beijing Biden and the most destructive left wing Democrat party we have ever seen in this country. And Texans want it stopped and they want to be defended. And Dade Phelan and his merry band of left wing enabling Republicans are now all of a sudden under fire for enabling the left wing to continue to do harm to Texas. So the challengers 
are rolling out. And you'll hear from one of them coming up on the Salcedo Storm podcast. And now a word from our sponsor. Are you sick of all these Medicare commercials? Well, what if you're under 65 and need quality, affordable health coverage? American Medical Plan specializes in under 65 health insurance plans that have zero co-pays at the doctor and no deductible on all outpatient services, including surgeries. You pick your doctors and hospitals. There are private plans, enroll anytime, and they are 30 to 60% less than Obamacare. If you're paying too much for your own health insurance, call American Medical Plan. They will customize a plan managed and chosen by you, not the government. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. Have you been growing frustrated that all your favorite stuff's getting canceled out there by the woke crowd? When Fox News, in deference to leftists, got rid of Tucker Carlson. Didn't you say to yourself, nobody asked me? Folks, you have power to stop that. Stop funding woke companies. Support those who stand for America, your rights, and your values. Go with Patriot Mobile. I know what you're saying. How is Patriot Mobile going to help me fight back? Well, not only do they have an industry-leading coverage guarantee, They're also America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. And then there's this. When you make the switch to Patriot Mobile by going to PatriotMobile.com slash storm. PatriotMobile.com slash storm. You support me. You keep my voice independent, making sure the woke crowd can't touch me. So if you prize your values, if you like good value, and you want to keep your liberty-loving Latino conservative, strong, and unafraid, go to PatriotMobile.com slash storm. Use my promo code STORM. Get free activation. Or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Take a stand against the woke at patriotmobile.com slash storm. Did you know drag shows for kids are being normalized in Texas? Sexualizing Texas children is happening right now, and you can learn how it affects our state by going to texasscorecard.com today. Get real news for real Texans. What's going on in Texas here, folks, isn't bipartisanship. No, it's, it's Democrats get their way because they're the vehicle to sellouts getting power. Recently, I did a preamble on Newsmax talking about this idea of uh, bipartisanship. Ooh, you must be bipartisan. That's the goal, bipartisan. You know how bipartisan works today in the modern era, folks? Hasn't always been this way, but that's how it works today. That when a Republican is in power, you must be bipartisan. When a Democrat's in power, all talk of bipartisanship melts away. And what the establishment of both political parties are working toward is, is a uniparty where it really doesn't matter. You're going to get left-wing, anti-American policies implemented no matter who's in charge. Those who are pretending they're Republicans who are actually at heart Democrats, leftists, socialists, they're, they're infiltrating the Republican Party. And the Republican Party says under Karl Rove, hey, we're a big tent. We welcome socialists. We welcome communists because we're a big tent. We're inclu- inclusive. We have to include enemies of America. We're so inclusive. It's why it's so dangerous. It's a zero value set. It doesn't benefit our people. And at the end of the day, that's the bottom line, isn't it? A benefit to our people. Let me bring on somebody who wants to change that dynamic. It's, a, it's an uphill battle, judging by the way, the first election contests ahead of the 2024 cycle played out. Andy Hopper, he's a software engineer, a Texas guardsman, conservative activist who nearly unseated what many would call a rhino incumbent in 2022. Uh, The primary for Texas House District 64, Andy lost by just 88 votes. And he's going to give it another try. 
And Mr. Hopper, welcome to the Salcedo Storm podcast. Hey, Chris. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me on. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, pro-Democrat Republican you nearly unseated. Who is it? Yeah, so I'm running against Lynn Stuckey. Um, he's been in for four terms so far. Yeah, Lynn Stuckey has gotten quite a reputation as being one of the one of the loyal lieutenants to Dade Phelan, uh, facilitating Dade Phelan's efforts to deliver victories, legislative victories for Democrats. Uh, and uh, but I, this is something I don't know, but just just off the top of your head, do you know if Lynn Stuckey uh, has stabbed parents and children in the back by denying school choice? Yeah, actually, um, up until very recently, his rhetoric has been extremely hostile to the entire notion of school choice. I mean, uh, you can bring it up and he would bristle and debate and whatnot. Um, he has made many votes uh, over the last number of years that, you know, there was a, actually an amendment in the uh, 87th legislature to basically say, hey, you know, uh, should we should we test homeschoolers? Should we, uh, you know, test, uh, you know, private schoolers and whatnot? Uh, that vote is actually on my website. You can go look it up. But it's it's interesting, like, consistently over and over again, if there's any sort of government testing, any sort of government oversight of, uh, of, of that those areas that are not basically uh, already controlled by government schools, uh, Stucky and many of his cronies basically have been completely hostile to it for years. Right. Um, you see this session, same sort of story when asked about school choice, uh, he will immediately go and start saying, well, you know, we need to help underprivileged kids. You know, I'm kind of divided on whether or not I support it. You know, I can, I can see some arguments, but, you know, the main thing is, is that we just want to make sure that homeschool kids don't just take the money and run. And and that's, listen, we're a homeschool family. And I, I think we've talked about that before. Uh, you've had me on a couple years ago. And, yeah, we're a homeschool family. Uh, I am 100% of the belief that whatever we do, we need to make sure that we get the strings out of homeschool and private school. Because I think that yeah. there are those, and I think my opponent is one of them, who wants to basically use this entire process to get their claws into this body of students that right now are actually thriving outside of government school. True. And you know what? Uh, there was a survey that just came out the other day that homeschoolers are – are becoming are the the fastest growing trend in education around the country because parents are just saying no I'm not going to I'm not going to subject my kids to GovEd and until uh, the Lynn Stuckies of the world don't until they get out of the way I can't afford private education so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it at at, at because I love my kids more than I love big government which Lynn Stuckey apparently doesn't really give a damn and and trying to facilitate. Uh, uh, parents to be able to do that because parents are saying that homeschooling is now uh, one of the, the fastest growing education trend in America. Let's talk about your opponent and the Paxton impeachment. First off, my uh, my view is my my understanding is that Lynn Stuckey was an enthusiastic a supporter of of voting to impeach Ken Paxton with co-conspirators who they called witnesses with co-conspirators who were never under oath. <laughs> and then they changed their story. As a matter of fact, A.G. Paxton now is suing the co-conspirators for what they did by by falsifying information to get the impeachment. I'm not exactly sure they, the nature of the lawsuit, but, they, but he is going after them for what they did, for the violations of law that he believes they perpetrated. 
But Lynn Stuckey, is my understanding, he was a full-throated supporter of saying, hey, yeah, you can, you can, you can do whatever you want with, uh, without being under oath to get the political impeachment you want and uh, so we can get rid of and overturn an election of 4.2 million people who voted for Paxton. Uh, where, are, where was he on it, as your understanding, and, and where were you on that? Right. I, listen, we have so many constituents that made phone calls. We also run Wise County Conservatives, so, you know, we try to get folks active and try to get them to, to you know, especially during sessions, try to get as involved as possible to make calls, uh, go down to Austin. And so many of our activists in Wise County reported back, you know, they called us office and begged him to vote against the impeachment. And the response they got from staffers was consistently, Paxton's a criminal. Uh, we even have another wow. individual who was uh, with uh, uh Clinton Stuckey, you know, shortly after the impeachment, and he, he reiterated, no, Paxton, you don't understand. There's so much that you don't know. Uh, it's just like Busby had that sign at the end. It's like, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing to me that these folks believed that it was okay to move forward with an impeachment with no, no a testimony under oath, you know, only 48 hours notice. And they, they believed in their hearts that the man was criminal. But what we saw during the trial was hearsay, conjecture, um, you had an assertion that he obstructed justice, but we found out that basically that was under the mistaken and actually disgusting idea that only the feds can investigate the feds. And when you see that, when you saw Ranger Maxwell's testimony, that he believed that just the mere act of investigating and a federal investigator is obstruction, that's that's the most disgusting thing. I mean, if we well, expect nothing less of our attorney general, it's to guard our state rights, right? Uh, I got I got to tell you, man, Maxwell disgraced the badge. He tarnished the badge, uh, and with his testimony and his his evasive tactics and his and again he he was asked. Uh, you said you testified to the House that five or six people uh, told you about this exchange of documents in the dark of night. Uh, who were those people when he was under oath? Oh, I. I, I don't remember. I, I don't remember who those people were. So let me get this straight. You impeached a you 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 gave testimony to the House not under oath to get to secure an impeachment, and you can't even remember who told you this. I mean, Maxwell was one of the one of the big bad players in this whole scenario. And I, and I, again, I would ask Lynn Stuckey and all the people who voted for this this sham impeachment, would you like to be treated in the same manner that Ken Paxton was? To have anybody who comes out and says anything says, "Hey, this person says that uh, you 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 molested children." Well, he, they're not under oath, so what? You're impeached. <laughs> would you like to have yeah. that standard? And and I, what, I bet you many of them wouldn't want it. What's so ridiculous is that the rhetoric that I just mentioned to you that was prior to the trial that oh, there's so much more than you even know that is actually going on under the covers here that you're going to find out in the trial. And then it didn't come out of the trial because they threw out their best evidence. They threw out their best witnesses and it was all junk. But then after the trial concludes, the rhetoric that you hear from many of these swamp creatures uh, is that, you know, we're, we're really doing Paxton a favor. We allowed him to clear his name. Oh, my I mean, gosh. We just, You've we got to be kidding. This to come to light. And that is the oh. rhetoric that we've heard from my opponent and many others. They've I'm telling you, the Dave Steele and lieutenants have got together. They have concocted this ridiculous notion that it's the job of a grand jury to basically just let everything come to light. So always vote guilty, right? That's always the best thing to do. Yeah, well, that, that's the Democrat way. It's guilty until proven innocent. Of course, it's not the American way. And, of course, Dade Phelan and his lieutenants 
set up the most anti-American, anti-Texan process. And I think there's a big move in the legislature now to remedy that. Andy Hopper is our guest right now, folks. He is running for House District 64 to replace Lynn Stuckey, a pro-Democrat Republican. Now, a a lot of people inside the Texas House didn't get the opportunity to vote up or down because a guy by the name of Todd Hunter and a guy by the name of Dustin Burroughs and a guy by the name of Dade Phelan stopped this common sense bill from coming over from the Senate, which basically said, hey, look, it's not a good idea for Texas to sell land to our enemies, communist China, Mother Russia, the People's Republic of Iran, the anti-Semites in Iran. But Dade Phelan, Todd Hunter, and Dustin Burroughs colluded to kill that bill so it wouldn't even make it to the floor. Has Lynn Stuckey taken a position on it? And if you don't know, what is your position on that? To my knowledge, he has not spoken out on that specifically. Um, well, why would he? Why would he? I mean, seriously. I mean, Dade Phelan. Well, I mean, Dade Phelan told him, uh, "We're not. You're not going to have to vote on this. Don't take a position. And, and by the way, don't criticize me for killing a pro-American enemy bill. Don't don't criticize me for it because that would take a conscience, right, Mr. Hopper? Yeah, that's right. Listen, I think that it is ridiculous that we are selling land to the enemies of America. And honestly, I'm of the opinion at this point that we should only sell, allow land to be sold to the friends of America or just Texans. How about that? But the thing about it is, is that we have a situation where the legislature has shown over many sessions now that they are willing to surrender Texas sovereignty incrementally, consistently. It's a slow drip. If you look at the bills that were submitted this past session and the bills that were passed, 22% of them had federal law in our state statute. That should almost never happen. Yep. But we, we are seeing this trend of basically having, you know, embracing open borders, embracing the carbon economy. I mean, go on the TLO, Chris, and search for the word carbon in the 87th legislature and now search for it in the 88th. What you see is dozens and dozens of bills that basically implicitly treat carbon as a pollutant, even in direct state agencies to treat it as a pollutant. And the thing about it is they're embracing Biden's, you know, Green Deal economy, open borders policy. You know, how many years have we been asking for border protection and, you know, some serious effort by the legislature to secure our border in the absence of federal, uh, uh, you know, federal, their, their jobs do their job. We're asking the state often to intercede and do their job. And we've got nothing. And that is not an accident. That doesn't no. just happen out of just at some point. You can't blame everything on incompetence. At some point, there's some degree of malice. Well, and no, of course. Just, and, yeah. and that's what Dade Phelan and his lieutenants are all about. Uh, varying degrees of malice from Charlie Guerin to Lynn Stuckey, by the way, uh, identified as the dirty dozen, the dirty dozen in the Texas scorecard documentary. Uh, the Great Texas Heist. Uh, check it out, folks, if you haven't seen it. Last thing, uh, Governor Abbott has called a fourth special session because these these children who are in charge of the Texas House refuse to to pass and implement Republican priorities. They just they just refuse out of deference and loyalty to the Democrat Party. So uh, Abbott's call education savings accounts, school funding increase, teacher pay increase, school security, border barrier, illegal entry from foreign nation penalty, and Colony Ridge, the illegal alien city set up here in Texas, is what they're going to try to tackle. I mean, I don't want you to go over each one of those those uh, points on the call, but just if you'll comment on the fact that because of the Lynn Stuckies of the world, the man you want to replace, 
these people who are not really grownups, that the gut, the daddy governor has to come in and say, go and do your job. And here we go. A fourth special session costing the taxpayers tons of money. Right. So much to say on that. But here, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is they had the first special session. They were only gaveled in for a few minutes and then they pulled the ripcord and they're out of there. Now we've had another session where they've done essentially the same thing. They were only in session for at least, you know, just a few hours. They go back home. They actually were campaigning most of that time, by the way. And you got to ask yourself, I mean, what's the cost of a special session? As far as we know, it's over a million dollars. And all the staffers are getting paid. We're deep into campaign season. What do you think they're doing with their time? Whoa. Um, the reality is, is that these special sessions are a great opportunity for incumbents to basically use this army of staff to basically ensure their, their re-election. Um, these guys are sending mailers out the wazoo. They are, they're, there's no question to me that they had no intention. And at some point, again, you have to ask, you know, listen, I'm glad Governor Abbott called another session. I'm glad he's holding their feet to the fire. But at some point, you have to say, are we serious? I mean, not just the legislature. Are we serious about getting these things passed? I think he should have called it, I think he should have called it in February, taking them off the campaign trail and uh, put them in, in the in the house so that guys like you could have free and open reign of the field and you can go out and, and, and if they don't show up to the house, then guess what, Andy? You could say, see, Lynn Stuckey was called into a special session to go to work. He's out here. He's not working for you. He's out here on the campaign trail trying to con you into reelecting him. I think if Governor Abbott really wants to put the screws to these degenerates, he's got to put yeah. he's he's got to put a special session right in primary season, maybe January or February. Andy Hopper, everybody, if if folks want to help you out in unseating probably one of the biggest left-wing Republicans uh, next to Charlie Guerin and Dade Phelan that we have, where can they go? So we have a website, hopper4texas.com. You can spell it however you want. The number four works just fine. Uh, we need your help. We need support. We need volunteers. Um, so, it, you know, we, we are all in very close last time and uh, but we've been running since june because we're districting we only had three months last time we have almost an entire year to beat this guy this time we're gonna do it well hey you were 88 votes short the first time so uh maybe this time you're gonna get it over the finish line and in particular considering how your opponent has performed in his so-called duties Thanks for the visit, Mr. Hopper. We appreciate that. That's going to do it, everybody, for the Salcedo Storm podcast. Do me and yourself a favor. Visit a couple of websites, texasscorecard.com. That's where you keep track of all of these conservative challengers trying to oust these pro-Democrat Republicans. Also, check out chrissalcedo.com. That's where you're going to find me, the Chris Salcedo Shows on AM700 KSEV, the voice of Texas. That's simulcast talk radio on Newsmax 2 and on Rumble and Getter. Also check out the Newsmax 1 show every afternoon on television, Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock until 5 Eastern. Till we visit again, my friends, remember this. A society's worth isn't measured by how much power is stolen by government. It is measured by how much power is reserved for you and me. We, the people. Stay safe out there, my friends. This holiday, instead of giving them something nice, why not gift them somewhere nice? During the IHG Hotels and Resorts Cyber Sale, you can do just that and save. Shopping is easy in the IHG One Rewards app, where you'll save 20% on travel across 6,000 plus global destinations. And if you want to gift yourself somewhere nice, go ahead. You'll earn more and save more during the cyber sale. Check out all the deals at IHG.com backslash cyber sale. Terms apply. 
At Texas Capital, we know your ambition is as big as Texas. That's why you're here. You'll call Texas home for the opportunity, for the untapped potential and intrepid possibilities. So why are you still banking without ambition? Come to Texas Capital and you'll find more than products and services. You'll find people who understand how to make them work in Texas. You're here. Your community is here. And at Texas Capital, you can bank like you live. Learn more at TexasCapital.com. That's TexasCapital.com. Texas Capital, member FDIC.